0: I always tell other people to fix their their stuff before we begin, but I didn't today. I didn't today, and that's okay. All right. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about, or just a live TV, as I like to call it. I'm your host melissa Kretschler. i'm an identity coach spiritual teacher business mentor and founder and creator of not only just the live tv but also the women supporting women can network today we're going to be talking about what is your superpower and i'm really excited for today's episode our sponsor for today is a phoenix identity who helps you identify your superpower through your identity and finding out what works for you and what doesn't work for you Today, my guest co-host is Adele King, and I will hand it over to her momentarily, but please go like, follow, and share the show. Sign up for our newsletter at justalivetv.com and connect. We're always looking for guest speakers, guest co-hosts, guest bloggers, and of course, feature topics. So Adele, I'll hand it over for you to introduce yourself.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, My name is Adele King. I am a business coach working with female entrepreneurs um, to help them tap into their brilliance, their unique gift in the world, which is why I'm so excited about our topic for today of um, what is your superpower. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to dive right in.
0: Absolutely. And for anybody catching the live or watching the replay, you can connect with either myself or Adele in the links in the description. Both of us are linked below. And yeah, you can connect and reach out that way. Or you can comment live, whichever one. Um, All right, Adele, let's get started. So... I, I was very excited for this episode as well, because I think that as individual beings, and again, you know, identity coach, so it's, I always have to go with individuality. But as individuals, we have things that we're better at and things that maybe we're not so great at. And I think for you and I in particular, especially, is we found what we're good at. We found what we excel at, what we're really good at, and we focused on that. I don't think enough people, especially enough young people, and as you get older, there isn't so much of a focus on who are you, what you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses, what do you like? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I have two different sides. Like one is I have a background in education. And so from the school perspective, I feel like there's not enough acknowledgement and encouragement of young people to identify what their strengths are to develop those strengths. I think that becomes um, relegated to home life and extracurriculars and, and independent exploration rather than being something that's nurtured and um, fostered in schools, which is one of my like challenges with the the world of schools and why I pulled away from teaching. Um, And then on the other side, I feel like In the world of business and dealing with adults, sometimes they don't know what their strengths are and, and they're still like functioning from that place. And I think sometimes it's the other side of, of things where people have so many different interests. Like they're very multi-passionate. They have a lot of strengths and talents and abilities, and they don't necessarily know how to focus it, how to channel it. Um, like in, in entrepreneurship, it tends to be the niche conversation of like, well, what do I do? I want to do all of these things and I don't want to commit to one thing. Um, and so I think it can go either side of that, right? It's like, what first of all, identifying like, what are your superpowers? What are your gifts, your talents? What is your area of brilliance and genius? And then if it is many areas, how do you, How do you wrangle that in, in a way that's like focused and productive, um, without having to give up the things that you love?
0: Absolutely. So going, starting with kids, let's, let's even just, like I said, start with kids here is when we're in school, because you, you have that educational background. I would love to create a program for teens on how to identify who they are. Yeah. Right and i've noticed a lot of workplaces in the last few years that are instead of focusing on the specific skill set that they need they're focusing on the skill set of their employees um, they still obviously need to fill that role or fill that position but what they're doing is when you get hired into the company they're like they go through the interview process and what your skills are and in the midst of that they will put you in a position where you are utilizing your skills, embracing your skills, building on your skills, and really bringing transformation not to you to yourself, but for the company that you're in, by being a part of those skills, I don't know how many women I've even interviewed on the show, that have, um, you know, taken raises and promotions and, and grown in their corporate jobs only to realize that that's not what they wanted they wanted they liked that entry level where where they were doing what they truly truly enjoyed and Mm. i think we've we've grown out of that now you mentioned business coaching so i just started a business coaching and this isn't a promotion but i just started a business coaching company because business even for coaches especially for coaches right now it's become one size fits all and Mm. I'm a size 18. I'll, I'll fully admit that I'm, my belly is a size 18. Um, but I go and try it on a size 18 pair of pants and none of them are going to fit me properly because my legs are either going to be too skinny or I don't have a butt or, you know, and there's all of this, right. And, mm-hmm. but even in, even in, in any way, shape or form for society, it's one size fits all. Right. It's you have to be this size or you have to be this way or you have to, you know, have these skill sets and go through that. And it's like, but why? But why?
1: Well, and I think in the same way that saying like, I'm a size 18, well, what does that mean? Cause every brand is going to be cut different, is going to be a, a different size. It's like, are you a size 18? Right. Like, it's like you can label it that in the same way that um, you can label. I think, I think there's like this when you give something a label, it like confines it to something, it defines it in a certain way. And I think the same thing is true, whether you're talking about your personality about, um, I think a lot of times things that are actually capacities get labeled as like disabilities or problematic behavior. And then we don't we don't think about them the same way we don't look at them the same way and so i think that relates to what you're saying in the in the businesses and the companies like people get promoted into these different areas that are like oh you could do this like go here rather than like really honing in on what what is the the talent there and what is the where's the joy right like i think that part gets overlooked so much too um, so I think being aware of the labels that we use and give to certain things is really important and, and noticing when we do ha- where we do have labels, like if you have already applied a label to yourself in any way, looking at it and being like, okay, well, what does that mean actually for me? How does that apply to me? And, and if you flip it like the other direction, then what What's right about it? What are the capacities there? Um, how could you be using that to your advantage in a way that you might not have noticed because it's within this box of a label? Yep.
0: Um, one of our viewers, Ghost floof. Hello, Ghost Floof. Um, me as a therapist wishing I can go back to being a social worker. Many more people to work with, sure, but it was easier. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Um to to further expand on on particularly entrepreneurs, right? Um is with the one size fits all model. I don't know how many coaches or business coaches that I've seen who are teaching their model or teaching the model that works for them or teaching, you know, and that's great. Absolutely. It's great. There are multiple people who do benefit from that model, but there's a lot who don't, right? And I've created, that's why I created mine, right? Because it was like, what's your model? What What is your business look like? What's your superpower? How do we build that into your marketing and your branding and all of this? Yeah. It being about what worked for me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think I, I call it bright shiny object syndrome, and yeah. what you're referring to as like one size fits all is like people go around, and there's there are so many coaches that are like, well, this is my model, and this, this is what worked for me, and therefore it will work for you because it worked for these client testimonials, and it it works for a certain type of person, a certain type of business, and people don't really evaluate and recognize that for themselves. So, and, and it's really hard. Like there are things that I can do for clients that, and for people that I work with that I can't necessarily do for myself. That's why I, I have my own business coaches, you know, um, because we all have our blind spots, especially when it comes to ourself and our own. Um, I think what happens is a lot of time it comes so naturally to us, the things that we're actually like the best at, and that are the most like valuable to other people that we can contribute the most. And so we don't really get that that's an area of brilliance or that that might be valuable and i think that that's um particularly true among women and and i know like there's a lot of talk now about imposter syndrome which is not a term i particularly resonate with but i know there's a lot of that around right now and um or just like that that lack of self confidence lack of self worth in in bringing value and providing value and and receiving um Receiving accolades, receiving contribution back for that, um, so I think it's it's it can be really challenging to identify that and and see where those blind spots are. So um, I think people go and and they're seeking outside of themselves for something that's going to be the right fit and not necessarily seeing what's going to be the right fit for me, what's going to work for me, you know. So I think it's really amazing to find those people who can reflect that back um yeah
0: and that goes yeah. hand in hand with the superpower right is what is your superpower as we do need to identify what our strengths are and what we're maybe not great at i can't stand social media marketing <laughs> i can't stand it and when i tried to do it everybody else's way it just wouldn't work for me everybody processes things differently we yeah you can have identical twins going through the identical situation, and both of them take something completely different from it. Right? It's because it's individuality, we are all unique individuals. So while I can say, Oh, hey, you know, I found what makes me successful. That's my superpower, right? Like I tapped into my superpower. And you know, my power center and everything else, depending on what area or aspect you want to go, And I created a business that reflected that, reflected my gift. And, you know, when I first started the show, one of my weaknesses is I have massive stage fright. I would take, oh, probably about 50, I would do 50 takes. If I pre-record a video, I do like 50 takes. And even then I don't like it. I would do a hundred selfies and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I can stand this one. But now I can do a TikTok And first try because I started a show and it just it became natural for me so all of the things that over time i've put off. I can now go back to and say okay i'm ready to, to record all of my courses and i'm ready to do this and i'm ready to do that, because I finally tapped into it it's not only doing my superpower but i'm now tapped into that superpower and able to work on the things that maybe I wasn't so great at. Um, you mentioned imposter syndrome. We did an episode on imposter syndrome and I loved it. Um, but at the same time, I think the biggest thing, there's two variations of imposter syndrome. Number one is not feeling worthy, right? We talked, when we did the episode on imposter syndrome, it was your self-worth. That was the Mm. imposter syndrome, right? The limiting beliefs, the self-worth, all of that. But there's also another imposter syndrome and that is trying to emulate or create yourself or your business or your marketing or whatever it is that you do your life Mm. on somebody else's model. Yeah. And that doesn't work. That, that is a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where alignment, like I, you know, alignment is another cat buzzword these days, but I think that that, that's kind of the antidote to that right it's like finding your own way what finding what's true for you and i think what you said is really important is like it's not always the thing that seems so obvious like in my marketing i've i've struggled with that myself where i'm like oh i i i'm on facebook therefore i should do facebook marketing but it's really hard for me it ends up like really becoming distracting and taking over my whole day and i'm like this can't possibly be productive for my business <laughs> um, so, cause I'm not getting anything else done. Whereas like connecting with people and having conversations and speaking because I'm really care about what I do and the world that that can create, um, you kind of like just started to touch on it, but it's like, when people get to show up in their brilliance and what they love to do, like, I used to say this all the time, like just imagine what the world would be like if people just all loved what they did and shared their brilliance, like how different that would be rather than that, like drudgery nine to five. And I think that's one of the gifts of COVID is that people are really reevaluating, like, how do I want to spend my life? What do I want to be doing? Where do I want to be? It's not just about the money or getting ahead. It's like really that quality of life question. Like, what am I doing with my time? Um, so that's, that's my own like ideal, my idealistic view of the world. But I, I just think it's so, it's so important and it makes such a difference. And so I, I think that conversation of finding what that is, I think sometimes it's, it can be really scary for people or it feels like, it, um, like too challenging to like, take that time out and figure out what that is, but But when you think about like what that can create, not just for yourself and your life, but like in the world as a whole, um, it's, it's something that like, I'm just like, oh
0: my gosh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I find when you tap, I I love everything that you just said. We do have a comment. Uh, You're probably overestimating what's going against you and underestimating what's within you. Brianna Weist said that. Um, and ghost floof was, was doing or sharing that quote that it, it, that's absolutely true. Right. We, you talked about, you know, the quality of life and, you know, some people are happy doing the nine to five grind because the nine to five grind, you leave work at home (laughs) or you leave work at work. I love that. I, I worked for Canada post and it was, I would go to work, do my job. And then I'd come home. There was no in-between. It was just literally work and, and home. As an entrepreneur, I don't get that. <laughs> we don't get that. It's home. Um, but trying to fit into that mold, a lot of business coaches nowadays will talk about, you know, being a seven-figure earner, a six-figure earner. And when you start to create your own, you know, you're starting to create your own business you're questioning that. That's the drive, right? We all, we all want to make tons of money, but if you actually sit back and ask yourself and go, you know, do I really need that? Is that really what I'm striving for? That might not be the answer, right? Some people might be happy making, you know, 50, 70, a hundred thousand a year rather than multi six and seven figures. Yeah. It's not, that's not the right thing for everybody as well.
1: I think that's, I think that's so key. And I, I, um, one of my favorite games is this game where you play, it's called like, I, you can have that. And it's like two people going back and forth. And one is just going through all the things that they desire in their life. And the other person just goes, you can have that. And I love that. Cause it's, I do believe we live in an abundant world. You can have, if you can conceive of it, if you can think of it, it's there for you. And, it's super important to note, right? Like not everybody wants the same things. And that's part of why it's abundant because we don't all, if we all wanted exactly the same thing that would make it a lot more challenging for it to deliver. And even then I believe the world is abundant we could all have it. But but that's part of the beauty is we don't all want the same thing. It's not, again, it's not one size fits all. And so one of my like taglines is whatever you desire whatever that looks like for you you can have that and it's so it's so beautiful that people want different things you know i have one friend who wanted a pickup truck and a farm when she grew up another one who wants to have a large plot of land where she can have her family all there like a huge compound and i'm like that's beautiful like family is super important to her you know i just think it's you know i want a castle (laughs) like everybody wants something different and that's so great you
0: sent me the link to the castles didn't you? somebody sent me a link to castles because i want the uh, like i have multi-million dreams and that's like my house right it doesn't even have to be over a million dollars i just i want a house that's big enough for i have four children and i want to have like my own house within the house like if i have my room and my office but my like both of my sons in the basement, you know, where they have, like, it's their own apartment, but down there, right? They don't have to move out. They got their own apartment. They just stay there. And then my older two, right? And I love the thought of that. That's what I want, right? I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. I want to change the world, but I'm doing stuff to have that (laughs) And and I can have it. And I'm, and I'm building towards it, which is great. But At the same time, that's not maybe my husband's dream. He's like, I don't want a big house. And I'm like, why not? I'll hire somebody to clean it. We'll be good, right? Um, But at the same time, so it's working through that as well. We have super, my superpower is conversation. That is one of my number. I have multiple, which is, you were talking about multi-passionate entrepreneurs. I have six businesses. And the reason that I have six businesses is because I am psychotically multi-passionate. And well, not psychotically, I'm insanely multi-passionate and I love what I do, but the basis for everything that I'm doing comes down to my superpower. And that is helping others. That's opening conversations. That's opening avenues of thought, of change, of resources, of all of the things that I have the capability and the understanding to, excuse me, to share to whoever needs it. It's connecting with people like Adele, people like you, who, you know, have visions and have things that they can help people learn. And, and that's, that's the dream. It doesn't mean we, you know, not everybody's going to be, but I started the show and it's, I'm booked until October now. And I have people going, oh, I'm starting a talk show. And I'm just like, you know, great for you. But number one, good luck. <laughs> number two, um, are you sure this is what you want? <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I, I don't find it work. Right. When you tap into that superpower, it's not work. You're right. you're feeding, you're feeding your soul. You're feeding your mindset. You're feeding your body, and you're you're feeding every aspect of yourself with doing that work because it's your superpower. It's it's like being recharged.
1: And it, yeah, I was going to say, it energizes you. It's like play. Um, So you come out stronger and better. And I I used to, I used to read tarot cards like years ago at the New York Renaissance fair with my mom, Uh, (laughs) all in garb. Um, And a lot of the, like one of the main topics that readings are about is relationships and you know, I mean, a lot nowadays, I think a lot of people know the book, uh, about filling your bucket. And I think it's the same thing with, it's the same with anything you need to find that thing that fills you up and then give from the overflow, not from depletion. Cause that's how you end up like burnt out. If you're depleting and depleting and depleting and depleting to give and to be of service in a way that doesn't also fill you up and feed you, um, it, it doesn't actually end up serving anybody because at the end of the day, you have nothing left to give. You have nothing left for yourself. So finding that thing that, that intrinsically nurtures you and nourishes you, I think is so key. Um, and then you get to give from this, this overflow, this exuberance, this joy and expression of your soul of who you are, um, so I think that's, I think that's such a beautiful place to be. I'm like blown away that you have six
0: businesses. It's amazing. <laughs> I'll share them. And the only reason I share them is because they all come down to the same thing. Okay. So I'm an identity coach. I take people through a Phoenix journey because the journey of the Phoenix is amazing. And it is literally a, a Phoenix identity, which sponsored this episode. Um, basically what it is, is we burn to the, metaphorically burn to the ground, whatever's not working. And whether that's your life, your relationship, your business, anything I do, I work with, you know, individuals, couples, families, groups in that sphere. And it's just burning down to the ground what doesn't work, claiming the fact that you are your individual self, and recreating. Yeah. Right. And The second one, I'm a spiritual teacher. I deal with newbies who are just awakening to their spiritual gifts and abilities because I am a psychic, intuitive medium and empath. So yeah, um, when you said tarot cards, I'm like, hi. (laughs) Um, But again, it's people who are new into it and maybe aren't feeling that confident and don't, you know, aren't feeling it, right? Everything comes down to that superpower. I'm like you, I help people find their superpowers, whether that's through business, spiritually, um, individually through identity, whatever that looks like, because, um, even the show. So the show is one of my businesses. I have women supporting women can, and it's again, just connecting people to what they need in that moment, whether that's a ray of hope, whether that is, you know, sunlight in the dark, whether that is, you know, understanding that it's okay not to be okay. Right? Everything comes down to me wanting to help people. And that's what I do. And that's yeah, six, six businesses, it's quite interesting. They all do different things, though. So I've, and that's why I created the sixth business, which is the business coaching, because I found a way for them all to work. Instead of having to niche down and say, oh, I'm only focusing on one of my passions, I can focus on all of them. And I found a way for me to make them all work at the same time, which is shocking. And I don't think anybody else is doing that. So hi.
1: <laughs> I think it's interesting as you're talking, I'm like listening and I'm, I'm thinking about a, I'm thinking about a taxi ride that I took an Uber ride in San Francisco a while, like years ago. And I was having a conversation with the driver and he's like, Oh, well, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm working on writing some books and I teach workshops and I teach preschool. Like I was like, he was like, Oh my God, how do you do all these things? And I like, I was like, Oh, I don't really think anything of it. And then I was, as you were talking, I'm like, yes, I'm focused on my business on business coaching, but I also am like, helping my mom publish a book and doing the back end of her business. And like, you know, so it's, I, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, I do a lot. I just don't consider them like a full-fledged business, but I do a lot of different things that could be businesses. Um, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, again, this idea of like how it has to look, how it has to show up, like that it has to be a certain way in order for us to like give it this label or or not give it this label, or you know how we define things, or how we think about them, and how we think about ourselves, right? How we how we present that to other people um, Ooh, yes. is, is so interesting, right? You know, um, yeah, it's something I I have to confess, like I'm notoriously hard on myself. I know there's, you know, I'm not alone in that, um, but yeah, I definitely downplay a lot of stuff, which is, has been kind of my inner healing journey is to really own, right? Like even once you identify your gifts, like then really owning them and, and, uh, going back to that idea of seeing the value in it, um, and, and being willing to then share those gifts in a way that, that is, is productive, I think is really important too. Yep. Um, so <laughs> A
0: whole other journey. We know, we know from being spiritual. When you know, we do want praise. I remember, and and one of my memories popped up, and that was I think I was between the ages of eight and twelve, and I went to my my mother's. Honestly, it's needed. We we need to stop judging people, and we need to stop assuming that we,
2: we got to get over ourselves, yeah, and, and help other people out.
0: compassion Yep. Compassion empathy sympathy all of that we need we need to have more of that understanding more than anything understanding right and we don't get enough of it and yeah so that's that's why well, the platform so i'm going to be
2: sending you some of these
0: Ooh, what are you sending me these are one of the things
2: that i make i have tons of them here um so you are in winnipeg so you are in a predominantly Ojibwe-speaking, maybe some Cree-speaking nation there, right? I believe so. So this is part of the program that I went to my boss and asked her if I could make these. So this is Cree.
0: Oh, I like that.
2: They come on um, pretty ribbons, and I also have uh, keychains for them as well. I like those. Oops. So these are just, like, basic greetings and phrases, like, um, that's says help... That's thank you. i will see you again. And then I also have Ojibwe. Oh, wow. So when I f- was doing outreach during the pandemic, when the pandemic first started getting really bad here, I kept meeting, actually, I uh, kept meeting um, Indigenous people that weren't from here. They were from Winnipeg. They were from Northern Manitoba, Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan. And they had lost they didn't have that cultural connection, which is so important. Like, it's just, I can't say enough. I mean, the opposite of addiction is connection. I learned that recently. Um, So I came up with the idea. I said, well, there was one, one young man who has a son that he visits once in a while and he wants to be able to pass the language on to his son, but he doesn't remember much of his language. So I originally created them for him in the Cree language. And then it just kind of grew from there. So we went to the we have three languages right now Ojibwe Cree and then the local First Nation language which is called Hulk So, it's a, uh, most popular west coast language here but I'm hoping to expand like two other indigenous languages as well so That'll we'll be amazing. they're, they're kind of they're kind of time consuming each set is made by hand and they're waterproof right because I wanted people to be able to like put them on their backpacks or on their keychain, I carry one on my keychain. Normally, I don't have mine today, but it's about providing culture, um, cultural connection, and also I provide medicine. I always carry medicine. I'm slowly building a little medicine shelf here with like important roots, so like bare root, and um, I always have sage. I'm gonna get a big bag of it right here. Mine's <laughs> and mine's in yeah. the other room. And we're actually making, um, we're making these uh, pair ties right now. So we hang these in the trees. We can also burn them in the sacred fire. And they're made in the the medicine wheel colors, red, black, yellow, and white. And I made like five or six just while we've been sitting here. And, and my practicum student made a big, ginormous pile of them. Of, She's course. Like, <laughs> of course. Well, this afternoon, it's red dress week. So we're going to, I'm going with a, a youth group, an Indigenous youth group, and we're going to be hanging some red dresses and they made some artwork. So can and you explain
0: speak. what Red Dress Week is?
2: Yeah, it's to honor our missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and Two-Spirit. So, and as I am, I, I am a MMIW mom. Um, I try to stay as involved as I can. So yeah, yeah. Like we're heading out there at about boat. I'm just in a thingy. About two o'clock? Yeah, two o'clock this afternoon.
0: Yeah. Well, but you're two hours ahead, aren't you? Yeah, yeah it's 2.30 here. Yeah. So for people who are in that cycle, um, it's, let's mm-hmm. talk especially Canada, because we're in Canada, you know, we're close neighbors to the US. <clears throat> I know that in Nanaimo, they have you to reach out to. Absolutely. Um, I know in Winnipeg, there are groups to reach out to uh, off the top of my head. I'm horrible. I can't remember what they're called, um, but there are groups to reach out to in Winnipeg as well. You
2: um, we have the bear clan there too.
0: Yeah. That's too- I really
2: wish we had, I really wish we had the, bear clan and here was so definitely in need of something the other work i'm such a big fan
0: yeah i
2: follow them on on their social media and we'll watch what they do and yeah we could learn a lot from them
0: you know what there are a couple different variations so there's the bear clan in winnipeg there are also um motorcycle clubs across canada yes. and the u.s who, yep. and, and for anybody who's watching who is in a life-altering um you know, childhood or, or life cycle, right? There is help. There are motorcycle clubs. There are, um, there are, the, you know, the bear clan and what they do is they help people feel safe. They help people feel safe to, you know, out there, um, they uh, you know abusers if they're being abused they help protect them them.
2: resources yeah Yeah,
0: provide them with resources i've connected with a few uh i think there was one near fort st john in grand prairie while i was living up there um Mm -hmm. that i connected with and they're amazing amazing initiatives for for people to find help i highly recommend that anybody and everybody who's who's struggling to break the cycles the first thing i want to ask you is this is for the adults or or even the young adults or the teens that are going through those cycles. If you're worried about breaking those cycles, ask for help. Absolutely. First and foremost, ask for help.
2: Absolutely. Secondly, Don't ever be afraid. To, yeah. Actually, I think it's one of the bravest things somebody could ever it do is, is to reach out. Yep.
0: Because Acknowledging it, is the- it is the first step.
2: Always. It is difficult when you've always been alone and always gotten used to doing things on your own and not relying on somebody. Yeah. It is a huge act of bravery yeah. to finally say, I can't do this alone. I need help.
0: Yeah. And you can feel free to reach out to myself or Amy with for that. We always. No, we're yeah. we're always here. Our doors are always open. If we can't help, we will forward you to somebody who can um, with love and, and somebody that we trust for sure. The other thing to remember is if you were in a cycle of abuse or addiction or, or anything else that was, you know, like that life altering, you know, challenge that you faced, ask yourself whether you want your kids to experience that. That's another thing is asking that question I, holds yourself accountable to breaking those cycles, right? Um, if you didn't have they won't. Pardon me?
2: That's a tough one, watching your kids, watching your kids suffer with that. Yeah. No. Um, but it's something else seeing them overcome that, like my like my son, right? It'll be a year next month for my son.
0: Yeah. And he's I remember been, you going through
2: that. He's been coming on speaking engagements with me. He's sharing his story with the BC Center of Substance Use on May 17th, I think.
0: You know what? Somebody mentioned something to me the other day and and I really want to bring it up today is that the people who do the most help are the people who've been through it are the people who understand it. You can go to and I'm not saying doctors and I'm not saying doctors and psychologists and therapists. I'm not saying they're good at what they, that they're not good at what they do and that they don't help. I'm not saying that I'm all for multiple avenues, but There are methods and, you know, methods and mindset that, that just isn't common knowledge and just isn't in what's being taught anymore. And I've had, I've had clients come to me and this isn't a promotion. This is just, I want you to understand anybody listening because Amy understands is that I've had all, every single one of my identity clients, every single one has experienced a trauma. Every single one of them has been through counseling and every single one of them was in counseling for years before coming to me. When they came to me within six months, that trauma was changed and they didn't need me anymore. When you've gone through it and you understand it in a different way, it, it changes the game.
2: It does. I agree.
0: And that's why our stories are so important.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. There's a lot of power in sharing sharing stories.
0: Yeah. And that's what you do with your podcast, right? Your open mic night and your podcast is share those stories. So w- tell us it's a little provide, bit. About- it's to
2: provide a platform. The open mic, we have open mic nights here in the Neumal, but for people who have experienced depression, um it's often uncomfortable for them to attend mainstream events like that, poetry nights and that sort of thing. So here at Literacy Central, we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of downtown Monomo, And I already have a connection with a lot of people. So um, my son is one of the ones, he comes, he brings his guitar and I you know, reached out to other poets that I know and storytellers. And it's basically, we just wanna provide a safe platform for people to come and practice their craft. Whether that's music, poetry, spoken word, uh, storytelling, and we live stream it as well, so that if somebody's not comfortable coming, they want to see what it's all about, they can watch us on YouTube, or um, 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 musicians or poets that aren't here in the NIMO, if they want to attend. There's one in the Okanagan that I've been trying to connect with to get him on the show too. Yeah. So yeah, it's just to provide a free platform. None of our
0: services. There's never any fees. Yeah, for sure. So what about the podcast? Tell us
2: about the podcast. So the podcast is called, it's, um, you can find it under Literacy Central Vancouver Island on just what any podcast site. Um, but it's called Red Feather and I interview knowledge keepers and knowledge seekers. And it's about, it started because of the pandemic because people had no access to elders and, and teachings and culture. So that was originally what it started and it's just kind of grown from there. But I hope to bridge the gap between knowledge keepers and knowledge seekers.
0: I this reminded me of a story I when I was growing up, <clears throat> I was probably about grade nine, I believe, and I switched schools and I registered my own my I registered myself into a school and um, And it was a alternative learning class. And in that Mm -hmm. alternative learning class, we learned differently. It wasn't a slow class. It wasn't, it was just alternative learning. Just learned
2: it a different way, yeah. In a different
0: pace too, right? And so we had what was then called Native Studies. Um, At that point in time, we had an elder come in. He would teach the class. We did um, Indigenous foods. We did Indigenous culture um, I learned about, uh, the specific culture that we were learning about was, um, men and their hair, their l- luxurious hair, um, the importance of it. yeah. And the importance of it when it's cut, I know that one of my classmates ended up cutting his hair, um, while we were in school and it was because he had lost his grandfather and just the, the lessons we learned. I went and did a, um, this was before I realized I was allergic to the heat. I went and did a, um, Oh, for
2: the life of me. Our hair holds our history, holds our stories holds everything I love and
0: see'm I've always loved that because I've always loved having long hair. that's why that's why I named my book did I send you a copy of that? Yet? I don't think so no it's,
2: it's called the unbraided braids yeah in memory of my daughter because I I was thinking about you know the fact that I would never be able to braid her hair right? yeah and that's been that's been a really big thing. Was that you know, I would just keep I just kept having these visions of me being able to braid her hair. And that's where the name came from. I first wrote a poem about it, and then I decided to name my book after her as well.
0: I've so if anybody is wondering, you can find Amy on TikTok. And she shares her poetry, she connects with other indigenous. Um, influencers like Sherry McKay, who is here in Manitoba my
2: I love um,
0: <clears throat> and multiple others. Uh, there are some that I follow who are more comedic and, um, um, mm-hmm. there's actually one that I follow. He's, he's a comedian and I, I, sorry, I'm probably bungling up the identity, but, um, or the pronouns, because mm-hmm. it's all about being an auntie and,
2: yeah. Oh, there's a few like that. Shay LaRon, remember, would, is it?
0: Oh, I think it is.
2: Oh, I don't want to butcher the name, but I know. Yes. Shay LaRon. No, I'm messing it up. Something, here. something among those. Yes.
0: Oh. Um, yeah. But quite, quite interesting. And be, being raised in Manitoba, right? I've, I've seen the worst of the worst of the Indigenous culture. And oh,
2: they're the one that does the makeup tutorial with the bun highs you know high up to the creator and the, yeah. yeah I know the one you're talking about now. yeah
0: and so but it's funny because I have indigenous in my culture as well um, not as prevalent but and you couldn't tell because you know by skin tone you definitely couldn't tell um, which is fine because I'm allergic to the heat and can't tan anyway so bugger you all <laughs> um <laughs> I'm allergic to the sun and yeah so but but there is um my grandmother on my dad's side had um indigenous in, in her background and so um or as far as I know I remember that Yeah, no, and I I've always been interested that. in the indigenous culture and I know that for myself it's over the last two years, I've been immersing myself more into the indigenous culture and knowledge because of everything that's gone on and just the pain, right? The pain I felt even. I, I didn't experience it, but I felt the pain as a universal. I'm 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 a psychic medium and an intuitive and an empath. So I felt the pain over the last couple of years with you know the residential schools and um, the missing and murdered indigenous indigenous women and it's it's horrifying and disgusting and I, I just wish there was more yes. that could be done to to change it and protect them because they need to be protected. Mm-hmm. I watched a TikTok the other day and it was red dress and red hand red handprint across the face and it was one of the most beautiful videos I've seen and I, I love various different cultures. Um, and, and if I could immerse myself and just become knowledgeable in every culture, I probably would. Um, Same. Because Same. I
2: know I'm, that's how I'm, pa- I'm passionate about languages. Yeah. Um, I think that everybody should be connected to their language, whether that's German, Russian, Polish, italian when i used to go in and speak to i used to do um cultural identity classes with young people that were going through employment courses through my work yeah and i always talked about the importance of connecting to um to culture and language you know your traditional foods that kind of thing Yeah. Which was one thing I admired about, about your family was you guys had that and it was such good food.
0: You know what? We really didn't though. And that's the funny part. So my mom's family was majority Mennonite, um, in, in culture, but my heritage is English, Irish, French, Dutch, Spanish, German, Scottish, and, um, Spanish, African. And yeah, like I, I'm, I need to do one of those gene- genealogy tests because I don't even know, right? But yeah, so my grandparents were were majority were, were Mennonites, So a lot of the foods that I cook come from there, but um, it's changed across the years. My husband's family is from Prague. So now I'm cooking Czech meals as well, which are absolutely oh, cool. divine. Um and and very very heavy, <laughs> which I like. Uh, yeah, well, I mean,
2: when I first met Mike, his mom they well, they lived all over the world, right? Yeah. She, his mom, learned all the like a lot of the cooking from each place, like Russia, the Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, or else were they Germany? And oh my gosh, good food, but lots of very rich food too, though. Yes. Lots of creams yes. and butters. So, the pasta.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, dumplings here. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called. Tom would tell me um, if he was here. I can't roll my R's. So I'm horrible at learning new languages. So I refuse yeah. to learn many lo- new languages because I, <laughs> I, I sound so mm-hmm. horrible trying to, trying to pronounce yeah. them. I had a tongue yeah. tie when I was born, so I can't roll my R's. But uh, yeah, it's, what is it? Pork? Pork, pork roast, Mm -hmm. sauerkraut, and dumplings. Mm. And like you put it all on top of it. Oh my god, it's so good. So good. You're making me hungry and I'm here sitting here with my smoothie. I know. I just finished, (laughs) I my stomach's gurgling because I had shepherd's pie before (laughs) before we went on. Mm. Yummy. So breaking the cycles. Um, number one, acknowledging that there is a cycle, understanding how you feel, that you're not alone. I can't stress that enough. You are not alone. Um, reach out and connect. Find find somebody to connect to. Find an organization or a person or just somebody to even just listen. I know we have Teen Challenge. We have all of these networks across Canada and the U.S. that are there excuse me to help um and to bridge that gap and remember that you have a choice you're you're the master of your own identity so yeah i'm i love this episode and (laughs) half the episode is having me yeah i'm really glad you asked me we should get on again because i know there are other topics that you and i could talk on like missing and murdered yeah. in women the residential schools um growing up in canada <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: um what Actually, it's you know loss of harm
2: harm reduction is something that's very close to my heart as well and i'm um trying to bring more awareness here in my community
0: so what is that i i totally missed that
2: sorry harm reduction
0: Oh, harm reduction. Absolutely. Harm reduction. Yeah. You know,
2: and, and as a mom, like, you know, as somebody who was formerly formerly active in addiction um, and then also having adult children that, that, that went, that went down that same route, especially watching my son, what my son went through. Um, I went through my phases of being angry, denial, all of those typical responses and then the acceptance. And I now, absolutely love and respect everything about harm reduction. Um, One of my favorite phrases that I recently learned is harm reduction is radical love. And it's literally saving lives. We are in the midst of a huge, huge opioid crisis here. And yeah, I just had to deal with, we we just lost a young girl here this morning when I was out doing outreach. So that's kind of why I was kind of scattered all morning Um, because I I decided to stick around until, until that was, until that was dealt with.
0: Yeah.
2: But um, that's very much a big part of my life now. So we, we could talk about that too.
0: Absolutely. We, we definitely should. And I, yeah, I, I have stories I'd love to share from a different perspective that, that might be beneficial as well. So. Um, you and I should connect about Red Feather. Yeah, because that, that I I have a perspective that that I again I'd love to share from from a different a different standpoint. Yep,
2: yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love
0: that. Yeah. So for anybody watching or catching the replays, um, you can connect with Amy or I. Our information is in the description of this episode. Um, you can find Amy on TikTok, which is the one I linked, because Amy's TikToks are fantastic. Thank you. Um, and she does have links in her TikTok to connect to, you know, the literacy, um, the literacy center. So I'm
2: not as active on TikTok, TikTok as I would like to be, because it's such a good platform. It really is. I I, I found TikTok. Um, during COVID, of course. Yeah. And I found a home in Indigenous TikTok, and I'm also on Witch Talk and Clean Talk, and <laughs> all the different different. I need to. It.
0: I need to get in those myself. Um,
2: <clears throat> but I have. So to- I, I try to do a. I try to do a varied content. You know, like I have some fun, silly stuff, but I also like to raise awareness on there as well.
0: Absolutely. Well. Mm-hmm. Again anybody breaking cycles it's it seems like it's hard it seems like you may be destined to turn out like your parents or stuck in a lifestyle that you don't want to be in but you do have a choice and that strength comes down to you so reach out find some help whether that's with us whether that's with somebody else just reach out and find help and we need to remember that we need to put ourselves first and not not enough people put themselves first agree more all right well thank you amy for joining me today i greatly appreciate it i hope you found even value in joining me today and and oh oh,
2: absolutely thank you for having me thank you for having me i'm a big fan and i'm very very happy for you
0: why thank you to do this well just a family this has been the episode we were talking about breaking the cycles if you would like to continue to get in touch with either myself or Amy, please do so in the links provided in the description. Um, I will be linking her YouTube for you know the the open mic night and Red Feather in the comments because those are amazing platforms and I'd like to highlight them. This episode has been sponsored by a Phoenix Identity. If you'd like to get in touch with them again, they're just their links are in the description. And if you would like, follow and share the show, it would be greatly appreciated. We are across multiple platforms. If you would like to be a guest speaker or if you would like to sponsor an episode or even just want to see a specific topic on the show, please feel free to reach out to me on here or through justalivetv.com. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Amy. I really appreciate it. I had
2: fun. Thank you, Melissa. We'll have to connect. We'll send you
0: the recipe. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh geez.
0: Send you the rest. I don't know if that's
2: a good or a bad thing.
0: Or I'll just make some and send it to you.
2: Okay, that might be better. Okay.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe if you come visit, I'll I'll make you some. Yeah, you.
2: there we go. That's a good idea. Or give me a reason to come.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you have a wonderful afternoon to everybody. Thank you. Everybody you watching. Lots of love. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.
2: Thank you. Bye.